Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there. There's something hypnotizing about you. I just can't wait to get all up on that nip of yours. Hey everybody, we're going to be breaking down Legends of Tomorrow, Season 4, Episode 14, Nip Stuck. Join us, won't you? You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes. Look oh, at this. damn. Oh, uh, new music. Oh, new music. Bust it down, Dave Child. Bust it down. Bust damn. it down. <laughs> Welcome. Damn. Welcome, everybody, to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Uh, you know, before we do all the, the, the our usual intros, Jonathan, please be honest with me. Did you ever see anybody bust a better move to the new intro music than this? No way. No, not at all. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you, everyone. Please, Actually, studio your, audience, calm loud. down. Please sit down, sit down. Everyone sit down. Sit down. Okay, sit down. Okay. Sit okay. Down. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, breaking down every episode of Legends of Tomorrow, oh. airing Monday nights on the CW. I am the danceless Frank Murray. <laughs> but such, you're the silky voice, and I'm the, mm. uh, I'm the milky moves. <laughs> nah, I'm Dave Child, everyone. Thank you for joining us. If you thought we were done saying the word nipple over and over again, uh, you're wrong, because uh, <laughs> this show is not done talking about nipples and evil nipples. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> mm, Jack, please. <laughs> that will probably not be the first time you hear that sound effect oh, being played no, this episode. Not at all. And already in the chat, we're making people uncomfortable, but please, go ahead. settle down. It's sometimes, you know, it's good to face the things that make you uncomfortable. It's the only way you get stronger. Yeah. That's right. Unless it's an evil it. nipple, and then we'll just, like, niptatize you. That's right. We're going to get up with all this in the personal this episode. Ooh. You know what, folks? You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell and us you know, what you like about us. That's right. Give us a thumbs up while you're there. Yeah. And you know what? We have the chat up and running. Mr. Dave Child has got his computer open. We'll right? talk to you. And he's got everything that you're writing down. Mm-hmm. He's reading, and he's loving. So keep it coming. Now, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> get a little weird. Uh, before we break out on the episode in detail. Oh, yeah. Huh? What'd you think overall? I thought it was good. I mean, the stuff about it I liked. The stuff about it that wasn't, I don't know. It didn't quite grab me as much as some of the best episodes of this like season or the show have. But I like Neuron. I like Evil Ray. I think he's actually become a good villain now. Now that it's in Ray's body. And he's he's smart. He actually, like, devised a trap and a method of getting what he wants that actually seemed to work. Which was a lot better than what a lot of the villains kind of tend to face. So, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Take a photo of that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I gotta say, I find... 
And we talked a little bit about this last yeah. episode as well as pretty many times during the course of the season, breaking it down. The stakes for this season overall seem so small. Yeah, they're so weird. They're so <laughs> strange. But this is the thing. There's always one thing in an episode that redeems the whole thing for me. And I just want that one. I want to find the clip of the werewolf Mona Wolfie like saying, uh, your nipple will not win the day. Something like that. <laughs> uh, and then just and then just dive after him, rips open her sh- his shirt, and there's an eye for a nipple, and then she just bites into it. I want that clip, and I want to show the world that clip and be like, this is a show on CW. This is a show that's currently on the air on CW, and I don't think you know that. And I want people to know that the show exists because they do stuff like an evil nipple that turns into an eye and a werewolf is trying to bite it off. And every time Wolfie said, like, nipple, <laughs> you've got a nipple, bad nipple, that that made me like it even better. I mean, well, it is- that's, what it, that's my favorite part of the show is, like, is all the Gary's nipple stuff. It was nice to see or hear Wolfie talk because we really haven't seen much of that. It's usually been just like ah, yeah, rage. For so for to have at least go here. Well, I think in the sense of the the Jane Austen one, she was kind of like, "Well, I love you. Mm, Will you yeah. betray me as an author and a friend?" You know, kind of <laughs> sounded like that. It sounds like uh, oh, like I don't know, oh, just like some bad uh, cartoon mm. caricature of an old jazz musician. I'm t- <laughs> Nope, not, <laughs> not, no. not, not taking that bait. You tried to, you tried to set it oh, up, and I almost went. Nope. Oh, oh, look at that! Mm. Uh, but you know, we, we've heard this start to be named after the last couple episodes. This, this, uh, this woman, female Tabitha, that yeah. is uh, very important to Neron. I, I, I guess we consider like his love. Well, he, he hasn't really. Quite yeah, no, his it. love. I think is like my dearest Tabitha. And I so, need to say, my dearest Tabitha. I had a guess of who Tabitha was going to be. Did you have a guess? Um, you know, to be honest, I did not. And so were you? was your guess confirmed, or were you surprised? No, I wanted it to be the unicorn. <laughs> I really wanted Tabitha to be the unicorn. And then maybe even having the, like, oh, I love you, Tabitha. Or I just thought it would be a nice twist to have the unicorn come out again, because I liked the unicorn. That was, like, a cool That's design. True. But, you know, uh, I can see where they're coming from with the with the fairy godmother. I mean, I guess you're right. It does make sense that Tabitha should be somebody we've already seen before the season. They've also they also played with it like like uh, after about halfway through the episode, he tells Constantine like, "Well, and then you sent Tabitha to hell," and he's like, "Who who's Tabitha?" It's like you don't even know. You don't even know who you sent to hell. How, how? Yeah, but you know what? That doesn't hold water for me so much. Because, yes, Constantine did send her to help, but he did say, hey, give me the info of the guy that's uh, after me or look, oh, helping you, and yeah. I will you know, let you go. And he's like, no, 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 I, I don't want to be on his bad side, so send me back. It was her choice, ultimately, in that episode. That's what she back. said? I don't re- even remember that. Yeah, he offered her the choice of helping him or going to hell, and she said... Well, she doesn't want to be on his bad side because she loves him. Well, yeah, but so, I mean, for Neuron to say that to Constantine, that's not exactly true. Well, he doesn't know who Tabitha is. Well, yeah, but Neuron does. Yeah, Neuron knows who Tabitha is. Yes. Neuron was like talking about you need to bring Tabitha back and I mean, I guess Tabitha is only going to say what she wants to say to make her look good to him. So, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I wanted to. He sent me back. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. All right, let me just Come scrape on, that beef Get off. that beef off. <laughs> that beef's gone. That Jeez. beef is gone. Uh, so, we do see at the end of the last episode that Neuron uh, took over Ray's body by Ray's willing, uh, you know, willing to just give himself over so he wouldn't beat up and kill Nate. Right. And now he's headed back to the, the you know, the Ice Age, the Donner Pass. The Donner Pass. It kind of doubled it up there, right? Like, <laughs> not only is it the Ice Age, but it's the Donner Pass. Yeah. So you know it's a bad pass. <laughs> and it's especially bad when, it, when it's icy, and it's also the Ice Age. It doesn't need to be the Donner Pass. There's no, no reason. It's just, like, it's just the it Ice could, Age. It could have been the middle of California, you know, or the, I guess, Donner Pass is in California. But it could have been like you know Southern California because it's the Ice Age. Everything is covered in ice. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just to immediately get them to the point of like, well, you know, cannibalism is you know something that's probably going to happen now. So mm. we see the uh, the legends. They track him back here after Constantine uses a little bit of magic, sends the legends back there to try to uh, stop Ray, save uh, Constantine, and the decision is, hey, you know, kill him right now and end all this. And don't give him a moment to try to... You can't just say him. It's impossible. Yeah. And uh, Mick says, ah, fire. And, uh, Which is do. a very Mick thing to do. It is. It no, is. He's, <laughs> he's brought out and tried to shoot people before, teammates, and was surprised. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess when it was like the captain's call, I, I haven't seen him like kind of just jump out and just kind of over, over yeah. take the captain's order. Well, I feel like he was the only one who was willing to pull the trigger on something like that. And take the blame for it later. That feels like a very rory thing to do. But, you know, on the other hand, though, because, I mean, I could see them hesitating, one, because it's Ray. But also, it, if it, if the guy is standing there waiting for they you. They were starting to feel like it was a trap. Yeah. As soon as they do it. I mean, I don't think Rory was right. But I feel like at the time, he thought he was. And he was doing the best thing for the team. But, yeah, they were starting to figure out that it was a that it was a trap of some sort. And I like that it was a trap. I like that he actually set a trap in a smart place and it actually did its job. And it kind of buried the ship and was able to, like, uh, at least delay them for a while. And it's kind of brought up uh, as they're ensconced in this ice. Uh It brings up a couple issues that have been kind of percolating for the rest of the season. And that is, you know, a mix issues as well as Sarah's issues and how they're kind of interacting with each other. Right. And the fact that they're the last of the originals besides Ray. Yeah. I guess who's now taken over by a demon. And he's and he's just, you know, chilling out in hell. Yeah, he's chilling out in hell. So, seeing Mick and Sarah go at it, did you did you could you see where each other was coming from? Did you kind of side with one or the other? I don't know. It was it, it felt like a very TV fight, but you know, I kind of understood why they got to where they were and how they would maybe throw insults at each other that were unneeded. So I kind of followed along with it. Did you, because, I mean, we did, at least it was a ridiculous episode, uh, but they did go to that uh, Romanticon. Yeah. So uh, given everything that happened in that episode, did you find that that was a superfluous uh, trip for those two? They shouldn't have gone and done that. Or it was, well, just, it was just bad bad luck that the time they go do that is the same thing. Everything bad goes down on the ship. Well, it's bad luck, but it also was, like, unneeded for them. That wasn't a time mission. That wasn't anything except, like, a, a vacation that we got to see. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that things went wrong made sense. I think Rory lashing out about Ava and the fact that she's just off with, like, 
her girlfriend all the time. Well, that's kind of a low blow, but he kind of knows that later. So he was just finding something to throw at her face. Imagine uh, a show where Sarah leaves. Do you think Rory sticks around for much longer? Mm. Because I feel of everybody on there, I feel like he's closest with Sarah. I mean, one, because they've been there the longest. Yeah. But I also think they have more than just the fact that they've been there the longest. They also have, like, a chemistry together, right? They have, like, that back and forth, like, he gets to be a sourpuss, and she gets to kind of be the voice of reason while still being snarky, you know? So they're able to kind of bat, but yeah, I think so. I mean, except for maybe now uh, Ray and Nate. I think they're a little closer with yeah, one another. But I would think anybody else could leave the Wave Rider, and I think Mick stays around. He's like, whatever, I'm still here. But Sarah leaves a wave rider. I don't think he stays around. Yeah, that's a good point. I think he takes off. He's like, eh, what, what's the point? Yeah. Go be a romantic novelist. Yeah. yeah speaking life. of that, thinking of Mick, I mean, whenever the show does end, and he, whether you know it's next season is the last season or mm-hmm. whatever, or, or they write Rory off, hopefully that doesn't happen, but do you think he... I think they would. Does he Unless go back? the actor decides to leave yeah. for greener pastures. And given, I mean, <laughs> it's... He's making some good money for not a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of shows up and just drinks a beer and yeah. he's done. I mean, the bad, I mean, the dropback is you are in Vancouver a majority of the year. But if yeah. you're comfortable with that, it's a great living. But do you see whenever he does leave the show, and he kind of goes back to, we're going to assume 2019, 2020, Central City, does he resume kind of his villainous ways? Or does he just pursue just more of a, a career as an author? I think he pursues a career as an author. But I, I feel like he can be satisfied that in that world i feel like he can easily john wick it out and go back into that world of someone like killed his dog or something but i feel like he'll be happy as a romantic author because i think it seems his reception at the romantic con clearly he's got to be making a lot of money off these books yeah. so in terms of that the the financial incentives to be a rogue are taken away i think if this is his success as an author i think that's true but does he still is there still something about being a rogue that is still too enticing that he couldn't completely. I think straight. he likes the fight. I think he does like the fight, and he likes the, uh, like he likes the violence. I think he'll miss that, but that's why I think he might cause some like barroom brawls or something. So he might still continue to fight, but be a romantic author in the in, at the daytime. I have Just a, a fighter in the evening. <laughs> I have a feeling he'd be one of those guys that would get into fights and then use his uh, incredible wealth. To buy his way out of problems. Like, oh, I'm not going to go to jail. Here's a bunch of money. You know, just yeah. leave me alone. I feel like that's how he'd get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or he'll be drawn back into it by some, like, suicide squad or something. Hmm, that's true. Yeah. Now, Ava, I mean, uh, Sarah, I even, no, no matter how much her relationship solidifies with Ava, they either, they move in together, perhaps they get married. I don't know if I see Sarah ever leaving the Wave Rider behind. No. I think she would continue to be a hero in some way, and I think she's found her path with the wave rider because before it she was like completely lost like she didn't know what to do she was a trained assassin she kind of burned her bridges back in the arrow world and i i feel like she's found a home and found a mission while like i feel like rory's mission is to be an author like yeah. he'll be happy and fulfilled there but she wouldn't she would need some something to do she i could see her settling down in a city and becoming that city's crime fighter or something but I think she enjoys this kind of, you know, time-traveling adventure stuff. I mean, it's... And certainly being with Ava does still give her access to time travel technology. Yeah. But to your point about, like, just going into a new city and becoming that city's hero, 
I almost feel like once you've spent four years, maybe five, traveling through time. Yeah. And seeing whatever you want. Yeah. It would seem so small to mm-hmm. just be like, oh, no, I'm going to stay put in this one city and uh, I'll be totally cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I think agree. you could say that for the first six months and then it's going to be like, man, I would love to go to Versailles back in, you know. 1743. Let's see what's happening there. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Rabner28 brought up, weird, it made me weirdly nostalgic for season one, or at least the season one team. Also, the snart name dropped by uh, Charlie made me happy. Yeah. That, I mean, it made me, yeah, it made me kind of nostalgic for, I would say, season two. Because <laughs> season one was still clunky, but I did miss, like... I don't know. It reminded me of how far the show has come and how far, like, the characters have come. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I would agree that I love the season two mix as opposed yeah. to season one. And it was just, as we've talked many times, the Vandal Savage and the Hawks were just, those storylines generated by those characters just, I don't know, they, they weren't as successful at the show as they right. got in later seasons. Do you think they were setting something up for a future episode? Like, are we going to see... The Hawks, or are we going to see something from season one coming up in like the next season? Do you think if they figured out ahead of time, whenever the last season is, do they tie in the Hawks somehow to make it feel like we knew all along when the last episode came, the Hawks, the would, Hawks be would be back? I don't know. Like, I do feel like something might happen the next season to tie us back to the first season because uh, because of this, but also like. They're, now they're going to hell. <laughs> like, yes. You know, what else are they going to do except maybe start to reference themselves and start to, like, play with with how to deal. Like, they might end up doing something where they have to travel back to previous seasons to, like, uh, do the Back to the Future 2 thing. That's true. You know, and kind of experience it in the background. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess you're right. A show does get to that point after they've been on so many seasons that they've, the the idea of revisiting where you started from becomes too enticing. And yeah. You want to go back and you want to go explore that. People in the chat are saying, "Oh, dog, please, not the Hawks." But uh, <laughs> we also have, <laughs> we also have maybe they're going to bring back Rip. I it might be a nod towards Rip, which I'd be totally fine to see Rip. Yeah, it'd be nice to have him back. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'll take the Rip over Vandal Savage and the Hawks. Bring sure. back Vandal Savage. Oh. That's who I want. <laughs> <laughs> No, I want Jonah Hex. Bring back Jonah Hex. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is going to be the first season where we've had no Jonah Hex love. Oh, no! Mm-hmm. He's the best. <laughs> rip, uh, and I'd love the Rip Jonah Hex relationship, at least. It is one thing, though, to think, you know, because in comic books you can bring back these villains as needed. Uh, give them a little bit more, you know, a little bit more difficult in a TV medium where you've got to, you know, I think it's a little harder to justify to audiences why you're doing things that you could always do in comic books. Yeah. Um, but it would be curious to see how a season five writer's room would deal with Vandal Savage, learning everything they've learned over the course of five years as opposed right. to season one Vandal Savage. Right, yeah, probably would be different. And also the characters are more, and also they're willing to go to weird, weird ends of the earth with, with the storylines and the beats and the nipples. You know, it's... Bring back Vandal Savage. Let's see what they can do to his nipples. That's yeah. what I want to know. I would definitely love to know, though, with the writer's room, is what's the deal this season? Because we've talked about it a lot, but this, there's such a lack of costumes. There's such a lack. I don't think that's because of the season. I don't, I just don't think it's a goal of theirs. I think their storylines are just diving away from that. I think they're more into... what. I think... They're enjoying these weird tangents more than they are the actual, like, superheroing that's happening. So they're not worried about 
putting the superhero into it. They're more focused on the weird storytelling or like setting up the character relationships or having people use their powers, but just not so much like go into costume. They don't really care about it. I would be curious in the chat what the people in the chat feel in terms of do you want to see more costume heroics? Yeah. Do you want to see more use of their powers? Because Ray, given is one, we very rarely see him in his Adam suit this season. That's true. That's true. Ray is someone who needs his suit in order to have his powers. Yeah. Uh, do you folks miss that? Are you totally cool with kind of doing a non-powered yeah, approach? Yeah, in the, the chat, or if you're listening to this later, tweet at us or yeah. whatever, or put in the comments. Slide into Dave's DMs. DMs. Yeah. Also, we have people in the chat being like, can we get Kid Flashback on the team? Wally. Wally was a good addition. Yeah. I, I want to have him on. I mean, I know he, uh, the the actor, had other pursuits that he wanted to do, uh, but that does not rule out with him coming back in for a future season if yeah. their you know, careers and schedules align. You know what I realized from this episode that I did like? Because I, I liked, the, the storylines I liked was Neuron dealing with, um, dealing with Constantine and Constantine dealing with his kin, with his ancestor who's doing stuff with demons. And also the, the evil nipple stuff that's happening there. Nice. And it made me realize one thing I kind of wish they did with Neuron, which is how I know Neuron from the comic books, was there was a big crisis event where he basically gave every superhero their darkest desires and it all went monkey paw at some point where something went wrong. I kind of wish he did that. I kind of wish he did that to all of the characters. I want to know what all of their like wishes and monkey paw situations would be. Mm. Like who would sell their soul? Who would like make a deal with the demon, and then something goes wrong, like we're seeing with Gary, where Gary just wants to be accepted and loved, but then it goes into this weird monkey paw kind of evil aspect where he ends up bewitching everyone because you know what? he just wants us. I really love what you're putting down there, Dave. Yeah, I think that would be nice, a, yeah, right? That'd be a really fun that season. It'd really dive into the characters, see what makes them tick, and you would have more a stronger kind of like arc. Throughout the whole thing. And you just see a little bit of it in this one. And maybe we'll see it in the next episode, too. But right now, it's uh, I wish we could see it more. Well, Because no, I think, I think in, as an audience member, I'm more invested in what happens to the legends than I am worrying about, oh, I hope Neron gets his girlfriend out of hell. Not yeah. a huge arc for a season to get me really like, yes, I hope they save the day. By the way, in the chat, we have uh, Malachi... Says his suit doesn't do much against demons and magic. Talking about Ray's suit. I think you could shrink a yeah. shrink a demon. Well, you could shrink a demon. You could shrink to sneak around, fight things. Yeah. 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 And also brings up budget. I think it's the budget that's really keeping them. They're focusing all their budget on magical creatures. Yeah, but I mean, I haven't noticed like a crazy amount of like, holy cow. Yep, yeah, I guess I can see why there's no other effects on any of the superheroes. Right, except they put a lot of VFX into Mona changing every single time. Oh, and I don't think they need to. It could be off screen. Yeah. You don't need to have like a, a weird hand. Well, you know what? I don't know because those effects look pretty bad. So I, I never was a big fan of the change. I'd rather do it like they did this cost. episode where they snip, 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 snip. Then they turn around and like, oh, that's great. I think they'd need to do that more too. They, yes. They did do a hand close up thing. Where her hand turned into the Wolfie before anything else. Yeah. And also kind of introduced the idea that Wolfie is a whole another persona. Yes, which seemed weird to me. 
Yeah, that's like, new. Because I, I thought it was her the whole time. Yeah. So but I don't now know. it's a different persona. Now it's more of the Hulk versus Bruce situation. Uh, you know what? Before we get to our next topic, though, Dave. Yeah. What? We're going to dive into a lot of the things that you were just mentioning mm-hmm. in depth. But first, we want to give a big shout out to all you fine viewers and listeners for helping us become the ESPN or TV Talk. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and watch our shows. I know Dave and I love doing these on a, on a weekly basis. We do. Yes. And we do a lot of great shows here at AfterBuzz, whether it's uh, on AfterBuzz, Book Circle Online, Black Hollywood Live, or Popcorn Talk. So we love doing them. Thank you for watching them, but we also need a little bit of help. So we're asking if you uh, watch on iTunes or watch on iTunes, that'd be amazing. But if you watch on YouTube, subscribe and uh, you know leave us a give us a thumbs up there on iTunes. If you're listening in the car, at the gym, as you're walking around town, give us a five star rating when you have a moment. But wherever you're, doing, don't do it while you're driving though. Be safe. That's right. That's Pull right. over, park. Give us a five star rating, <laughs> and then just continue on with your day. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Uh, but wherever you're enjoying the show, make sure to leave a comment and get involved in the conversation. Dave Child, if you could see his face up close, he is positively beaming. Huh? Being able to see these great comments that you're leaving. Oh, they're so good. This one I like. They're talking about where the budget is All right, right now. Lay it on us. And uh, Rabner28, I'm a big fan of Rabner28, says they're saving it up for the finale. We're going to get another Bebo battle. No. I don't, don't think it's... No. Do you even like this show anymore, Frank? Come on! But yeah, I feel you, like there, there's going to be a big magical battle at the end. I think that's true. I think it's gearing up for a big magic battle. I, I mean, but, like, for what? Like, all the creatures that they sent back to hell this season come back? Well, Maybe? I yeah. I'm, I imagine the unicorn will come back. Let's hope. I, I mean, I almost wish that the it wouldn't have been Wolfie that had bit off the nipple, that the unicorn had come back and had bit off the nipple again. Is the nipple totally bitten off? Uh... I believe so. Or was it just blinded? But, but is it because here's the thing: if it was bitten off, I thought. Do you think this is this brings up a question? Do you think Gary, it has turned to the dark side, or do you think Gary was manipulated by an evil nipple? Well, but before Gary had the nipple, he was leaning towards that only because he was caught in that weak moment where he, he was, was seduced like, by a nipple. Yeah. Yes, but once the nipple was attached. Was did it kind of take over? I don't. I don't know if it necessarily. Well, I don't know if it took over. I mean, did it make, make Gary feel more confident as a, a whole individual, so that he's like, wait, I have a whole nipple. I, I'm ready to work. Yeah, and that's where his confidence comes from. Is like, I am whole. I got two nipples, and now I'm ready to do the bidding of an evil demon from hell. Because he was totally fine with hypnotizing uh, the whole time bureau. Yeah, and also they were doing stuff to keep the legends at bay, and I feel like that's irredeemable unless the nipple had taken over his mind. I, I don't think so, because even when he gets the nipple extracted, bitten off, uh, and he gets thrown out the the office, that's what I'm curious because I thought the nipple was taking over his mind. But if if the if Wolfie bit off the nipple, and I love these sentences that are coming out of my mouth, <laughs> if Wolfie did bite off the nipple and he went with them anyways, that means he's irredeemable. I mean, he said, "Save me." So you're not doing. I mean, you know, I feel like he knows yeah. what he's getting himself into. Oh, and now he's gonna be, now he's gonna be like hooked up with the fairy godmother. Well, because she needs a host. But I feel that they also took Mona with her as well. Because well, but then Mona. 
Well, no, no. I don't know if they took Mona because we saw them. I don't walk, think they took Mona. But they saw her running the corner, and I saw the furry godmother, Neron, and uh, Gary. But I don't know if they had Mona. And she's in the teaser for next week, so I don't think yeah, they have her. I don't think so either. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, do you think he put Tabitha on Gary? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's very fluid. It's it's you need someone to be attached to Tabitha. That's a host is needed. Yeah, and he's someone who made a wish right away, and she's like, wish granted. And that feels like that was, like, the start of it. That's true. I mean, because I feel like it would be weird to introduce another female. Because you're not doing Ava, you're not doing Sarah, it doesn't seem like. so. No, it doesn't need to be a female. No. I, I mean, or I should say, another person. Why? Because Cinderella mm-hmm. was a lady? Cinderella. Open Cinderella. up your mind, Frank. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. you got to be more fluid in my viewpoints. It doesn't mean a thing. That's right. Gender doesn't mean a thing when it comes to magic and wishes. You are correct. Uh, now, to go along with the magic, we've got mm-hmm. our boy Neron with Constantine. Yeah. Uh, after he's back there at the Donner Passage, he heads back a little bit further in t- ahead in time, more towards our age, but goes to like some nice like, Celtic, Druidic village, because they're right by Stonehenge, yeah. uh, and to meet Constantine's uh, kin. This is the person that kicked off the whole magic in their lineage. Right, right. This is one of my least, I don't know, one of my least favorite tropes. It's like we're gonna meet the you know your, an ancient ancestor who looks exactly just like you. you. That always surprises me because I'm like, how does that work? How does, it's like Back to the Future Three when he meets his ancestors and it's Michael J. Fox and someone who looks like his mom. And I'm like, does that mean there's incest involved <laughs> no. in this whole thing? And it's it's very surprising. Yeah, it's a little odd, but you know, I think it. I think that's also where their budget is going to doubling up people. But uh, but do you think it's? I think it's cheaper to get another actor. You don't have to worry about green screening scenes, right? Yeah, split screen. Oh, let's not talk about the budget. No, let's break it down. So, I mean, on one day of shooting, <laughs> it would cost about. I was I was hoping for. I also think they're setting up. I think they're setting up like King Constantine as a reoccurring character. When you chop off someone's hand. That means they're going to come back with a hook for a hand. You know? I, I don't know what he was hoping to gain by just chopping off the hand. He doesn't want to kill him, of course, because that ruins everything. Right. It was such an obvious move. It does cripple him. I mean, he was using his hand as the sword hand and was kind of like a magic sword, right? It yeah. was like bringing people into hell. I mean, I guess is it a magic sword? I mean, I guess it was absorbing all the magic in the area. Yeah, he was using it as the, as the magic conduit. conduit. Yeah. And remember, that's the sword he brings down into hell with him. That's true. Which I think is going to be useful in hell. We should also talk about hell. Well, what did you think about Constantine sacrificing himself? Oh, I mean, when does he not do that? <laughs> he kind of pulls that like trick a lot. That's true. I mean, he did it earlier this season when he was almost on his yeah. deathbed. So it didn't quite go like, oh my god. Why I liked it was like, oh cool. Now we're gonna have. Now we're gonna see legends in hell, and I'm kind of interested in that. Although the hell looked like. You know, me coming home from downtown L.A., like, on a Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, although I don't know how they would actually get to hell. I mean, Charlie, I mean, she's a magical creature, but I don't know if she can summon their portal to hell for them. Right. So I don't know what other magic users are around that they could tap into. Except Charlie is a fugitive herself. Yeah. So maybe there's something where going into hell through Charlie might be a good way to do it because someone goes to collect Charlie. Hmm. If you let hell know that Charlie's around, maybe someone comes to collect. Yeah. It's, uh, you know. I, <laughs> I like this. Uh, hell is just the arrow set from <laughs> Abner. I think it's very true. That's true. true. 
yeah, we just throw, you know. You know. Oh, they got Nora. They got Nora oh. Dark. Do you, yep, yeah, who's gonna direct, who's gonna open up a port of the hell? It's gonna be Nora yep. Dark. Thank you guys. I totally yeah. blanked on that. Yeah. Um, you know, which excited me at the beginning of the episode, especially from last episode where she gets inducted into the Time Bureau. One, I did like that she just has to do a bunch of paperwork, which is, you know, the, the digs, yeah. all your starter stuff. Um, but then I was bummed that she really didn't get a chance to do much this episode. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that she would be able to do something. And she got hypnotized. You know, I don't buy that. I feel like Nora's smarter than that. Because she already knew that Gary is kind of incompetent. So why is she not going in expecting to be something? Man. Someone so, shows me their nipple and turns it to an eye. I'll take a look at it. But, I mean, I mean, uh, Mona was able to resist that. Yeah, but also she was able to resist it and then become a monster. Nora probably, I mean, who knows what happened when Nora was there. Maybe, maybe he acted faster because he knew that Nora was more dangerous and didn't expect Mona to be dangerous. Hmm. So kind of took her, took his time and got a little cocky with it. Yeah. How did you like seeing Confident Gary though? He did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think he actually seemed confident and suave the first scene when he's just like, yeah, close the door, we need to have a talk. I was like, oh, Gary. <laughs> oh, Gary. So I, I think he did a good job of like, moving in between like the wacky Gary we're used to and, and confident suave. Because I, I feel like another reason why I don't think the nipple had taken him over is because when things start going south with Mona, which you wear Wolfie's out... He starts reverting to more Gary of old. He's like, oh, God, what's right. happening? So I feel like, yeah, it wasn't a total uh, nip control. It wasn't a total nip control, and I feel like it should have been. I don't like Gary being evil. Does and he- I feel like that needs to, the, we need to see where the line is, because I think he was doing the bidding of of uh, of Neuron there, and I want to know why. Well, this is I a felt a sh- little out of Gary's character. It did seem. Yeah, for sure. As somebody that has demonstrated his obvious love and affection for Ava and the Time Bureau, and you know, for a bit of the Legends as well. Yeah, to kind of go and do this seemed kind of out of character. But I do know that he wants acceptance and he wants people to like him. So that's why I feel like he would fall prey to something that would take over and kind of influence that and kind of exaggerate that need. You know, it kind of becomes even more like you get what you want, but. Look what the price is. You've lost your soul in the bargain. So that's... Uh, I need to know where he's coming from. Well, as a show that kind of really says, we don't give up on our friends, and we always give everybody a second chance. Yeah, hopefully they'll save him. Um, yeah, it, it seems like... I could see maybe Gary not being at the Time Bureau, but I could see him being on the Wave Rider. Like, he's he's got to you know pay a little penance. What if he keeps the nipple eye and that just becomes his superpower on the waiver? <laughs> yes. Thank you. You were waiting for it. Uh, we got a question in the uh, chat that I, uh, it's an in- interesting one ooh, from Good tell. Guy. Will Damien Dark make a guest appearance? Mm. Because he's definitely in hell right now. That, you know, I would be totally down for that. I would be down for that. And also would like, it would be a good... Nora thing, too, to kind of see Damien again. It would be good for that. And also, you know, I felt like as much... I felt like he liked Ray because Ray did care about Nora, and they at least had a grudging... Yeah. He had a grudging respect for Ray. Right, because it would be Ray... It could be like... Constantine could find Damien Dark protecting Ray down in hell. Which would be cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Oh, let's hope so. Good guy. Good no. question. <laughs> Woo! 
Look at him. Look at him. Bringing in better stuff than we did here, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what our job is to do is say your comments out loud and pretend it's our own. That's true. So please keep coming with the good ideas. All right. So... Moneymaker. <laughs> oh, we've got the Charlie issue. We seem to have that every episode. Oh, yeah. They never know what to do with Charlie. It's really kind of sad. I also feel like, like I'm glad I'm glad she still has that job, but if, doesn't it feel like a demotion? Where she moves from someone who has kind of a very complicated past and this, like, really mission to what she's playing. Now she's, like... I feel like she's the background character. Yeah. She doesn't have anything to do on the show. She's like the last to be thought of on the show now. It's like, oh, we got to get something for Charlie oh, to yeah, do. Charlie. Mm, just have her impersonating Rory real sick for a real yeah, quick thing. That'd be, yeah. that'd be great. Use that more, but I want to have some character choices. Yeah. It's like it's like Arrow. I mean, it's funny because now they have someone on, on The Flash who does the same exact thing. They have, um, they, they have Hartley doing the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Expandable Man. <laughs> oh, uh, Elongated Man. Elongated Man, who could turn into people, but you see his personality as soon as, like, he is that person. Yes. Like, you're able to, he, you're able to use that. Yeah. And this one, we don't have a personality to base it off of. We have an accent, and someone who, like, has a, uh, like, a, a joke about being a cannibal or robbing people. Good times. Yeah. Uh, another storyline that moved a little bit is, of course, we find a dragon egg at the end of the last episode. So now it's all about uh, oh, you know, yeah. incubating this this dragon egg. That's a bit too soon. <laughs> it's a bit too soon. Like, let give this relationship some air. Like, let it develop. You jumped. I think I agreed with her, which is like it doesn't seem like we skipped over the fun stuff. And I do like <laughs> how they uh, started then getting it on. And I kept thinking of how they had to avoid the dragon egg during that whole process. Uh, and turn the dragon egg away from them. Right. But who knows what, which way. what side. I know. I'll just keep turning it. That's right. Just, I guess better to put like just like a little blanket over it. Also, to keep it warm, the best thing to keep it warm, here's a, here's a tip for you listeners. For if, you you're, <laughs> if you're in the middle of the wilderness and you're worried about hypothermia and you're with someone, skin on skin contact. It's the best way to keep warm. So get naked and get into a sleeping bag with them. That's true. <laughs> It'll sound just like that. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a little drip of knowledge. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I mean, so if you're out there in the woods and you do find that dragon egg, you know, because that does happen a lot these days. Yeah. Put it against the body. Got to keep it warm with love, America. Uh, I assume it hatches, not next episode, but the season finale. Oh, yeah. Season finale, it'll hatch. It'll be kind of an impressive dragon right away for some reason. Or maybe it'll be like, it'll be part of this Bebo fight. I I feel like it's not a Bebo fight this season. I feel it's a giant dragon fight against whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing that kind of still bugs me, though, is I feel like Nate is like, we got to keep this alive. We got to keep it going. For my dad's for my dad's amusement park for Hay World. Oh. That's why we gotta have this dragon. And I'm, that's like the undertones of everything. And I'm like, no. Uh, I'm Hay World it- is so <laughs> silly. I'm calling it last scene of this season. Well, <laughs> it'll help set up this. The last episode will help set up a little bit for next season. Uh, the second to the last scene 
will be them after everything the dust is settled from the big battle. They'll be in the uh, the construction site of Haywood. I feel like they're going to fight in Hayworld. Yes, and, yeah. And then it's going to the sun is going to come shining down, and Nate's going to look up and see like a ghost dad image of uh, Tom Wilson's big old you know dad, what big old face like smiling. I would not be surprised if there's some <laughs> ghost ghost uh, ghost him at the end of this. Uh, last comment, I think, before we leave, and something for you to think about, Rabner twenty eight asks, how come Nate can only get it on when someone with someone would it involves body heat, which is true. Mm. Isn't that what the last time they were in like, a tent or something? That's right. Good old Nate. Mm. I don't know. Everybody's got a thing that they're into. You know? For some people, it's body heat. For others, it's, uh, you know, just yeah, like... What, what are the others? What know? are the others into? Pillows. 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 You know, vegetables. Typewriters. Fruits, typewriters. Sometimes yeah. you just love a typewriter. Yeah, you just want to... Everybody's got a kink. Put yourself in those keys, you yeah, know? Yeah, there you go. Jam mm. right into those that ink. That's right. Get in there. And <laughs> <laughs> Some people just like eyeball nipples. So, folks, in our remaining moments here... <laughs> Why don't we wrap this up with a rapid fire prediction for next week's episode? Our penultimate After Buzz TV predictions episode. Mine is I'm going to go with the Damien Dark protecting Ray, and they they meet the both of them. Somebody's here. Mine in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, for me, I'm going to. Oh, I want to say something about Tabitha. I mean, I I I will assume that Tabitha gets in the Gary's body. Oh, maybe. But why? She doesn't need to. But she needs another human host. Because that was the whole thing. That we need to get you a, a new body. Yeah, but it's not a host. It's someone to make wishes on. Because that was her thing in oh. the first one. In the witches one. Oh, so now she's bonded to Gary. She's bonded to Gary. That's what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, you're right. You're she right. bonded to Gary. I'm a dummy. I'm a big, big dummy. Uh, I gotta pay attention to this show. Dave gets it. I don't. Lots happening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this Legends of Tomorrow After show. As always... Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Give it a subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. And enjoy the nipples of life. That <laughs> came out way too creepy. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Enjoy those nipples of life. But if you want to stay in touch with either Dave or myself after the show's over, Dave, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me at Mr. Dave Child <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Or just DaveChild.com. Because, Frank, I'm Dave Child. <laughs> Where can they find you? You can find me all over the Twitter grams at Happy Go Jackie. Ladies and gentlemen, can't compete with that. check your nipples. If you see an eyeball in one of them, seek help. <laughs> find your local you know, <laughs> exerciser to get rid of that eye nipple. Talk about a pink eye. Oh, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We'll see you here next week for our penultimate season episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Nip off. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 